Welcome to the Adonis Index Podcast. I'm John Barber, and with me is Mark Kaiser, and he came in fifth place in our most recent contest. Uh, go over to AdonisIndex.com and check out his pictures if you're listening on iTunes. Um, so welcome to the call, Mark, and well done on the picks. What? Um, give us your bat. Your give us the your quick background on what you did before arriving at Adonis, like with diet and training, what your philosophy was, where you found what you did, if you did anything, and then work us up to how you found us. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've gone through phases of different, um, you know, exor- doing exercise, not doing exercise. Um, you know, I lifted weights a little bit in high school, but I was also very anemic uh, and sick. I had a congenital condition I didn't find till I was 30. Uh, that made me very anemic and I was just tired all the time and I would lift and it would just kill me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't able to, to really, you know, do anything, build a lot of muscle or anything like that. Um, and then later on, like I said, when I was around 30, they actually found what it was. I had surgery. It fixed everything. I was probably down to about 114 pounds at that point. Holy smokes. Uh, okay. Hang on. How old are you there and how tall are you at that? Like, well, at that point, I, I, I was, I was 30 and I'm about, I guess about five foot, five and a half, something like that. Wow. So you're down to a buck 14. How does that make you feel? Well, first of all, you must be happy that the, the surgery's done, no? Yeah. Yeah. I totally fixed, uh, you know, I would lay around in the summers and be writhing in pain because it was something that was similar to an ulcer and it secreted acid and just, you know, I was bleeding internally, essentially. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I was kind of wasting away. I couldn't eat uh, and all that. So it just got to the point where it got so bad, I think, I guess they just, I don't know if they ran the right test or whatever, and they found it, got better, you know, was able to eat for the first time in a long time. So it took me years, but I actually got to where I got pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I went from, from 114 pounds, and I think, and this is, you know, about a few years later or whatever, but I, I got up to almost 170 pounds. Okay, uh, and at five, five and a half, five, six, was that a, okay, in your opinion now looking back, was that a good 170 or what was that? That was a really bad 170. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was, I, was, I was fat. <laughs> oh, do you have any pictures of that? Uh, I Probably have some pictures somewhere. I might be kind of embarrassed to show. Oh, but, well, I'm going to ask you for uh, it. I hope you can send uh, them to me. But all right, let's continue. Yeah, I could probably swing that. Uh, so, yeah, I got pretty unhealthy and, and, you know, realized I had to make some changes. Went to the doctor. I actually ended up having another surgery. I had an orbital tumor behind my left eye. Uh, and they ran blood work and found out my triglycerides were in the 700s. Holy smokes, okay. And my, you know, which is, you know, like seven times higher than they should be at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my cholesterol is really high. Blood pressure was really high, of course. I, I mean, I, I think I probably had classic metabolic syndrome at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so had the surgery, you know, realized I had to do something about it. Got put on medications for all those things and, and, and started losing some weight. And, and how, did you, how did you feel? I don't know. Let's dig into that for a sec. When you saw your triglyceride numbers, like, and when they explain how high that is, like you said, seven times higher than what you needed, like, did you have that sort of, was there a shock feel? Like, did, was there a turning point right at that moment? Or, like, what, what were you feeling when you saw those numbers? Yeah, there was in a lot of ways. Um, I was, 
obviously very concerned, even though at that point I wasn't really that much into health and wasn't very conscious of what that meant. I knew it was bad because of the reactions of the doctor. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of was had an epiphany that I needed to do something different. And, you know, when they put me on the medication, but I also realized that I needed to do some things myself. Mm-hmm. Did, so, did, did you relate? Did they relate or did you put it together that maybe being as heavy as you were had something to do with those numbers? Um, no, they, they actually didn't, which is kind of surprising because, you know, that was quite honestly, now I know that that was pretty much the entire reason between that and my diet that they were so high. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, they just kind of, I mean, I hate to say it like this, the typical, you know, doctor just kind of gives you a pill and pushes you out the door. Didn't really tell me what I needed to do differently or any of that. So I kind of took that part in my own hands and was like, God, I got to get to a gym. You know, I can't mm-hmm. probably bend down when I bend down to tie my shoes. I, I feel like I'm cutting off my airway, you know, <laughs> I like having a hard time breathing. And like, this yeah. can't be right, you know? So it, so it kind of hits you. Now the fact that your physician and you know, in the reason they just don't think anyone's ever going to change. Even if they say you better start exercising and dieting, they know that like, you know, 1% of people follow through. So it's, even if they say it as a token, they don't really act, they do it just because, but they know no, almost no one will do it. So, um, that I'm just, I'm just kind of relating, maybe not even to you, but to everyone listening. It's not like physicians don't know that that's part of it. They just almost, they kind of know very few people will follow through, but it's good that you took it upon yourself regardless. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's funny that you said that because at the end when I actually did get my numbers down and I got my weight down, yes, I joined a gym and I started exercising and I changed my diet, uh, you know, stopped eating so many donuts and things like that. A lot, a lot of sugar I was eating, which was causing my triglycerides to be so high, mm-hmm. um, just overeating in general, you know, and brought that down and, and actually ended up getting off of my blood pressure medication and, and my cholesterol medication, uh, and, and was able to maintain it with diet. I mean, I think they helped me initially kind of get my numbers down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor did say in my, in my blood work, you know, congratulations, you know, you actually took control of, of your health. He's like, I wish more people would do that. So that's definitely along the lines of what you just said. Okay. You know? So like you, you broke the mold of what he's used to seeing. And so you're off all those meds then. Oh, yeah, I have been for years. Okay, so what's the time frame that it took you? This is a very telling story. So what's the time frame it took you to get to to the point where you could ditch all the med- medication? Um, I think within six months I was off the medication. Holy smokes, that's quick. Okay, so you, you went yeah. through a relatively – so how big of a change did you your body go through in those six months? I think I initially lost about uh, 20 – Five or thirty pounds, and maybe I got down to around one forty. Mm, okay, uh, something like that. So I lost quite a bit of weight, um, and I ended up do having a shoulder injury uh, lifting. And it's 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 funny how how quickly it changed. I mean, I I had to quit quit working out, you know, and I mm. I I wanted to let my shoulder heal and it took a long time and it's amazing how quickly I fell out of the habit of actually going to the gym oh, yeah, and working go, it, out. It can go away quick. 
and then went away quick. And I was yeah. like, oh, I could work my legs, this and that. So I was like, no, I, I, you know, and then all of a sudden I started, stopped going. And it took a little bit of time, but I actually started gaining some of that weight back. Okay, let's. I need to pause you right there and rewind. There's a real important thing that people need to hear. How did you lose that weight? Because at this point, you're not on Adonis. You're, you're figuring it out for yourself, right? Yes, correct. All right, well, then people need uh, to know this. I cha- I did change my diet. I-, I can't tell you that with what I know now that I like I wasn't counting my calories per se, mm-hmm. and I and I, I I think that I was probably eating less. I certainly changed what I ate. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of tried to cut out most of the junk food and whatnot, and. And just try to eat healthier in general. I mean, I didn't become like orthorexic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I just changed my diet and, and all that. And I think just that between that and the exercise and expending more calories. So um, you, you removed high calorie foods, like high sugar foods, and kind of went to more of a whole food based sort of diet, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, so, I would say so. So reducing the caloric density in general of just almost everything you ate. Exactly. I mean, even just cutting out. I mean, I remember every time I would drive to work, I would stop at the at the convenience store and get you know two or three donuts or whatever. And after my jobs at night, I would stop and you know go to the L house and have have a beer and a shot and burgers and fries and stop at the Krispy Kreme. You know, this is like one or one o'clock in the morning. And, right. Right. Uh, so that's when I had been getting getting my heavier. So yeah, I cut all that stuff out and. Um, well, you know, I don't want to make light of it or minimize your accomplishment, but it almost sounds like it was quite – the changes you needed to make sound relatively obvious and easy. Not easy, yeah. but it was very obvious. Like maybe cut back on the on the, the two to three donuts on the way to work and, and the, the 1 a.m. beers and burgers. Like that sounds like – like that must – was that obvious to you? You're like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty obvious. I mean I knew enough about – diet and whatever to know that what I was doing was obviously hurting me because that's what changed from what I was, wasn't capable of eating like that before. And then when I did, it, it caught up with me, mm-hmm. so to speak. Okay. All right. Well, so that, that, that's, that's, I, I just wanted to cover that off because it's like you, you do this big, <laughs> we cover off that you lost 20 or 30 pounds and then we gloss right over how. So I just wanted to kind of get, get to the root of that. So fast forward up to the injury and we were just, Sorry, now I'm jumping to a different page back to where we were when I cut you off about the injury and how you were getting into how quickly the habit can go away. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, it was very difficult to develop the habit, but it was really easy for the habit to go away. Uh, it seemed like it went away a lot quicker than it took me to develop the habit. It's a lot harder to, to go to the gym every day and to do the things that I knew I needed to do to make the change. You know, it's... It's simple and it was made common sense, but it wasn't necessarily always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, with the injury, I kind of quit working out. You know, life happens, and I moved and bought a house, and there wasn't a gym close to me. So essentially, I, I, I quit exercising, and I started gaining some of that weight back over time. Mm-hmm. I was still semi-conscious about things, but not as much. Um, I probably gained an, another about 10 pounds of that back. So I, I guess I was up to around 150, something like that. Okay, um, but you're still doing was, better then. You're not going all the way back to what you were. I'm not going all the way back, but I, I'm definitely not, 
you know, I, I would say that the exercise part and the working out was the biggest thing that wasn't happening at that point. Other, you know, the diet, uh, you know, do, did okay with the diet. I certainly didn't go back to what I was doing. I would, you know, I did go back to some drinking and, and things like that um, that I had cut out for a while and just kind of got lazy, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, that's, uh, with that's fair. And, and working and all of those things, it just kind of uh, got out of the habit. Um, and I, I guess a year or so after I got into my house, I started, uh, I, I met someone in my neighborhood that was very much into health and these different things. And I, I've always been open to that. And she got me connected with this, uh, health newsletter mm-hmm. that I subscribed to. And over a period of time, initially I kind of ignored it. And then I started reading some of the articles, like, I, you know, found some of the things interesting, um, and it, kind of a funny thing happened, kind of by happenstance, is that I would get up in the morning and I would have coffee, and I would get lazy and I and I wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't lazy and I would eat, I would make like two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I would eat them and blah blah blah. Whether that's good or bad is irrelevant, but that's what my breakfast would be for the most part. Um, and I got to the point where I would get up and have my coffee and I would get so enthralled in what I was doing and reading and this and that, that I would skip breakfast. Um, and it wasn't because I was trying to lose weight or do anything in particular. I just started skipping breakfast because I was lazy. I didn't want to get up and make breakfast. So a funny thing started happening. Um, I started losing weight. And... I was like, wow, what's going on? It's weird. Because I wasn't really happy with where my weight was at that point because I knew I had been lighter and uh, I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror. And um, at this point, do you not put the two together that you've been, more often than not, you're not having breakfast? Well, that's what I did. I started, in this newsletter, uh, one of the articles started talking about intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. And a light bulb went on at that point because I was like, well, I'm not exercising. I'm not expending any more calories. I'm actually being quite lazy during the day in the morning. Um, and yet I'm losing weight. So I'm like, what's going on? And I read the article on intermittent fasting, and he started talking about the strategy behind it and, and how it works and the benefits of it, and even from a health standpoint, the benefits of it, much less the benefit of it. And he, he talked about how initially... You know, when people are first starting off, uh, a good idea is just to start off by skipping breakfast. And that's when the light bulb went on. I was like, wow, I'm already doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then I started putting two and two together, and I started researching it more. And then I realized that that's how I was losing weight, is that I was skipping breakfast. Mm. And then how do you eventually find us? Or is this still a huge gap in the story? Well, there's a little bit of a gap still. I, I, I... I wasn't working out yet, and I decided since there wasn't a gym close by that uh, my ex-girlfriend bought me one of those uh, gym bars that go across with your door frame in your house. Yep, yep. And, you know, it was like 30 bucks or something, and she bought that for me, and I just started doing pull-ups. And then I would put it on the floor and do push-ups, and um, I started losing more weight. And then I started getting more into the fasting, and essentially I got to where I never ate breakfast. I still don't. Mm-hmm. I probably even delay even more now just on a regular thing because I just don't feel like I need it. 
Um, and I started losing weight. I started gaining a little bit of muscle. Um, and I got to the point where I kind of plateaued. Um, and my weight, I wasn't counting calories still, but I started eating even more healthier. Uh, my ex had some health issues, and um, we really tried to deal with that in a natural way. Mm-hmm. So I really got into researching that, and, and so we both started eating better, and I started doing all the cooking and, you know, taking supplements and doing some different things here and there. And so I kind of started getting more into health because mm-hmm. seeing what was going on with her and all of that, uh, realizing the importance of exercise, even from a health standpoint, I actually started doing it from a health standpoint more so than necessarily, quote, unquote, how I looked, even though I wasn't happy with the way I looked. That wasn't my initial reason that I started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to the point where, well, you know, I felt like I had a plateau. I moved again, sold my house, um, and there's a gym right down the road from me now. And probably about two months into being in the area, I decided one day, you know, I'm kind of in a place where I felt like I had a plateau and I'd like to do more. I'd like to get back into lifting weights. So I went into the gym and joined and started lifting. And I guess shortly after that is when uh, I ran across you guys, the Adonis program. And I, I actually found you inadvertently from another website. Uh, and they were talking about your program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went over and, and and looked at it, and the first thing I did is see all the pictures of all the guys, you know, and the results they were getting, and I was I was blown away. I was floored, you know. Um, I was like, wow, there's something to this, whatever they're doing. So I checked it out, and I actually purchased the program right on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even think about it. I was... Like, this is something I want to do. And, which is kind of funny because initially the only thing that I did was I started looking at the, at, at your philosophy on the calorie restriction, you know, the calorie deficit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I had never really paid that much attention to, even in the midst of me eating healthy and, you know, eating more. For me, it was eating more fats than the high, the high glycemic carbs and, mm-hmm. and the sugars and all of that. Um, I still felt like I had plateaued. I still had a midsection that I couldn't get rid of. Uh, my blood pressure was kind of high, and I didn't understand why because I was doing all these things right that I thought that were right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it could have been stress, granted, but you know there could have been some other factors involved. Um, so initially, I just started with the with the calorie part. You know, I was like, well, that makes sense. You know, and I've never really counted calories, and I've it, it challenged some of my beliefs because I didn't, at the time, have the philosophy of a calorie as a calorie as a calorie, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I know you're you're an advocate of. And I and like I said, some of the things that you guys talk about and that, that I read and listened to in the interviews really challenged my my beliefs, you know, my I don't want to say prejudices, but just where I, where where I was at, you know. Mm-hmm. Even down to, you know, how you got to have a protein shake within 30 minutes of the workout. And I heard guys talking about, you know, I didn't have to do that. And, and they listened to you. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you have to have protein on that you work out. Uh, 
so yeah, it was it was very interesting for me, and and it was a little bit of a of a process. Initially, I just started doing the calorie counting, and um, I think initially it had me at about thirteen hundred calories a day, mm-hmm. um, which which isn't a lot. I, I think the fact that I never ate breakfast helped because uh, I didn't have to worry about. I wasn't a three meal a day kind of guy, mm-hmm. so it was easier for me. I think to to do that, even though I was eating a lot of fat, so I had to kind of give myself permission to cut out some of the fats, and even I even started eating some more carbs mm. um, because they were lower in gram per gram calories. Yeah, so there's a little bit more food stuff you can eat. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like around half or whatever, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, gram per gram and the, and the carbs versus the fats. Mm-hmm. So for me to get down to those, that, that low of calories, I, I had to do a little bit of shifting. Um, and I started losing a little bit of weight. And initially, I wasn't really doing the workout. I mean, I kind of looked at the workouts, but I was, going, I was one of those guys who went to the gym and was just kind of doing my own thing. And I thought I had it figured out on, you know, what exercises to do and, you know, work this body part this day and this body part that day. And, um, I kind of looked at the at the program, I, the, uh, just the regular 3.0 uh, module that that uh, that it supplied me with, you know. And it's funny because I looked at the workouts and I was, well, why does he have you working all these different body parts in the same day? You know, I think most people grow up with the mindset of, okay, you work this body part this day and this body part the next day, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Initially, I was kind of like, oh, it's not for me, blah, blah, blah. I kind of blew it off. Um, and and then I, I started realizing that what I was doing maybe wasn't, uh, wasn't that it wasn't working, and I was getting a little bit of benefit. Um, and I got an email about the contest. And I was at a point in my life where I really needed a good distraction. I had a lot of stresses and a, and a loss of a fiance and some different different things that I was dealing with and I wanted a healthy distraction so to speak and I was really into health and working out and all that so I thought why not I'll try it you know I'd never entered a contest like that anything like this before and so you know that's that's kind of how I got to the point of actually entering the contest and I told myself you know I gave myself permission to do the workouts that you had laid out and pretty much did it to a T. And then I wrote them out. I timed the rest in between uh, and all that. So it was it was an interesting start because it was very different from what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And then you just follow it front to back straight through the contest? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I... There were some things that I struggled with doing. I, I think I got, I'm not so sure it's an injury now. I, I'm starting to wonder if it's something else because it's still going on. I thought that I injured myself, my arm. And so there were some things there for the last several weeks that I had a difficult time doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly like curl type exercises or any kind of like high pulls and things like that that, that strained my bicep. Um, and so I had to to change some things up or I had to leave some things out 
Um, it was a little frustrating, but, and sometimes I would just push through, which I don't know if that was a smart thing to do, but sometimes I would work out through the pain because I didn't want to quit. Mm. And, you know, I, I have a hard time finishing things in my life anyway. So that was part of this was, was doing it and sticking with it, you know, and finishing it to the end, no matter what. So, uh, there were, there were several times that I would work out through, through some discomfort, uh, and pain. I, I didn't feel it getting any worse. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's some, some inflammation type, type thing going on and that I just need to, needed to give myself a chance to rest, but I wasn't willing to do that at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always that line between am I quitting or am I putting my body through too much? Like it's a lot of people hit that point where, it, you know, you just gotta, you gotta be smart about it, right? Like the pain is, there's one thing about discomfort versus just making things worse. So, and it's tricky, especially when you have that underlying psychological, like I want to, com- I want to finish something I've committed to. Um, athletes do it all the time, right? They go back out on the field with a concussion and then they make things worse. So it, it's, I totally know where you're coming from. Well, but you did well. So what did you think of, what did you think of your final pictures? Um, I was, I was pretty happy with them. Um, I, it's it's funny because I you know I did the whole uh, the seven day out thing, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was that you know all of a sudden I was eating a huge amount of carbs, mm-hmm. you know because I had to do the carb loading and all of that stuff and the water and it was very different for me, um, and it's interesting because I found that last week that I had less energy than I had had through the through the program, but I was eating a lot more carbs. Yeah. So I don't know if my body was just not responding to that many carbs well, um, you know, doing the white rice and the earlier in the day and different things that it says. Um, and I also felt like that was actually, even though my body fat percentage was pretty low, I mean, I think I actually got down to around 7% or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that last week I actually wasn't as cut as some of my just regular casual pictures that I would take in the mirror of myself, you know, especially in the abdomen area, because that's where it goes for me. I mean, initially, I mean, right yeah. away, I'll go to my, to my kidney area and my, the front of my abs, you know? Yeah. Well, I but, I mean, I was very happy with them. I, I mean, I thought they turned out well and, and I certainly, uh, made a pretty drastic improvement and, and had a lot of people making a lot of comments you know, about it even before the pictures. Uh, I did post some, you know, like on my Facebook profile and um, a lot of people congratulating and and whatnot. So it was, it was something I was proud of, you know. I was, uh, you know, a little... I almost didn't do a professional shop, but, you know, I remember listening to some of the podcasts and talking about having done all that work and, and it's worth it if you have the money to to get a professional shoot gun to, to have some decent pictures, you know, to look back on and, and to compare to. So it was, it was worth doing. Yeah. I mean, something, put some effort into it, right? If you, if you can't, if you don't want to go through the hassle, I mean, I'm not really saying this to you. I'm more like saying this to everyone listening. If, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go through the hassle of figuring it out on your own, uh, even a local photographer doesn't, isn't really that expensive, but if you don't want to spend the money and you want to spend a few hours figuring it out, Listen to the old podcast. Lots of guys did it on their own with real good picks, and they captured, you know, like you just said, you go through this hassle, get get a good picture. Like, don't 
don't go all this way and then not capture it. Like that's my goodness, what a what a waste if you don't get a good picture done. So and then that's why we do the posing tutorial. That's why we teach you how to do good pictures, right? It's very few people get to this point, so you might as well capture it once you get there. Um, all right, so we're kind of at the end here. What do you? What's your advice to other guys who, who are, are, are just new, or they're just starting out, or you know, were are right now where you were then? Maybe even from both standpoints, from a health standpoint and from not quite being happy with their body. Um, I guess just just to find something that works. I mean, I I hear you. I've heard several podcasts that you've done in the past talk about you know just picking a program and 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 finding something where other guys have had success and sticking with it, you know, no matter what it is. Um, I think the diet part is really important. I mean, I've noticed even since the process has ended that, that how important that is, you know, and, and I mean, I did have days where I would overeat and, and all of that and giving myself permission to do that and, and it'd still be okay, you know. It wasn't like I was doing it every day. And, mm-hmm. and just trying to find a balance, because I did find sometimes when I would go too far uh, in the diet aspect, which was the hardest part, by the way, right? and I know most guys will probably have, that have done this would agree, that it does take some mental <laughs> discipline to stick with the diet part, um, you know, to follow the, the, the calorie. I, I do like the fact that as I started losing weight, uh, and I like that about this program, that as I started losing weight and I got closer to my ratio, I was actually able to eat more. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that as opposed to getting closer and then having to do all this severe caloric restriction because it, it did get tougher towards the end. Um you know, so I, I think that uh, this program works for me. I'm actually considering, uh, and I was going to ask you a couple of questions. I don't know what your advice is on this. I almost thought about doing uh, another contest. I don't know if guys, if that's normal for guys, if you suggest that, I recommend that guys, you know, jump right back into another transformation contest after they finish one. Because I, I do feel like I had some lagging body parts, and and I'm I'm starting to understand more about the mind-muscle connection and, and, and you know, flexing the muscle and, and feeling, you know, the getting the resistance against the muscle, you know. So I feel like I could actually make even more progress mm-hmm. uh, now. Well, as far as, far as, a set, as far as two contests in a row, most people, that's just too much. And a lot of people try it and they kind of burn out halfway through the second one. Also, uh-huh. there's so many people entering and I've had multiple people ask me this about more contests. Um, it's kind of like I'd rather give preference to new people than the same people. You, right. You know what I mean? Because there's so many people entering it, it, that if you as a, a current now contest winner enter another contest and another guy who's never been in a contest, well, I'm going to favor the new guy because there's only 10 spots and there's hundreds of people entering every contest now. So it's sort of not fair that the same 10 guys keep entering and keep placing. So it's sort of... Sure. It would need sure. to be exceptional. It, it's just not, it, kind of not fair, right? Not for, not for anybody new. And it, you know, um, I think all the contest winners now, and I think James Tonda's pioneered this in the in the community. Um, but if I were you, I'd encourage talking to some of the other contest winners. But or self, he's organizing for all of you guys to move forward post contest. Just like maintenance and or improvement. 
right? For all contest winners. Right. So, right. so I would follow up with you guys if you want, and 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 if you guys set some sort of date, and maybe we'll formalize it at another another point in time where me and Brad get involved with adding a structure in. But but all the contest winners sort of. It's sort of on you guys to hold yourselves accountable, but now you have a community of winners to do it with. And it seems like that's happening already. And then maybe you guys bring back to me how you want to do it sort of thing. And and it makes sense because you've been through this once. Now you've all made it to this point, so it makes sense that you all like coordinate with each other to hold each other accountable to the next point. Right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. See what I'm saying? So it's kind of like sure. anyone who's placed sort of is in that grouping now of people who – all need to hold each other accountable, and it makes sense because you all, all have been through this. Versus new people who make it to this level first, and then kind of join the ranks of now. What do we do? So, so my short answer is not likely that you'd place in the next contest because you place too well and you look too good already. And, right. And but well, it doesn't mean that. you should. <laughs> What's that? I said I appreciate that. Yeah, and and and, that, and that's a, that's kind of a <laughs> you're being shot down for a good reason because there's. Now you now you're in that category of winners who who need to now you guys all together push further. Right, yeah. right. So that's kind um, of my answer to that. Sure. Let me let me ask you a couple of questions. I was kind of curious how many uh, guys were actually in this past contest. Over two hundred entered. Over two hundred entered. And about fifty finished. Okay. Which is normal attrition rate. Uh, I have a few people have asked this. This is I think the first time I've said it on air, but most like people always want to know so i mean the top 10 here 40 other people didn't make it so well and those that's a lot of finishers like even for a local bodybuilding show or like that's not that many people usually show up so this is pretty good um and it just keeps getting bigger so you know 200 and change people entered this one i have no idea what to expect um by the time this podcast goes goes live will already be into the the next contest so i'm expecting at least that many to enter the next one so when you when you now think of the landscape and think of what you've just asked me if you could be in the next contest like hundreds more guys are entering likely 50 60 70 will finish it's not and you've already finished fifth like how could i possibly pick you above all those other guys you see what i'm saying right so it's sure. so the fairness thing and like how many more guys deserve the opportunity is sort of why current guys who've placed this sort of it's not it's not for you anymore. Like you've you've you can go you don't need the contest anymore. You guys can self organize. Right. So so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um another question I had, um and it's just more of an opinion uh question to you. Um I'm forty eight, mm-hmm. so I'm a little older. Um and I have a um, like a scar surgery, my abdomen, I have a little bit of an incisional hernia. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that if I wanted to pursue any kind of, I even have guys locally that joke about it with me, but they're kind of serious too. Oh, you should get into fitness modeling or doing this or that. Do you think that those factors, one, my age to that type of thing would uh, scarring and all that would that that would interfere with with some type of pursuit or career in that way? Do you think it would deter people from wanting to hire me because of those things? I don't know. It's that's an interesting question. I don't know enough about it. Alan might be able to direct you because um, he's in that community. Like he's a, he is a fitness model. Um, I see. He can not only does he compete, but he gets a lot of uh, 
he gets a lot of contracts doing modeling, but f- fitness modeling, you're not always shirtless either, right? Sometimes you're just modeling clothing and stuff. So it's, it's, there's different sure. avenues you can go to, or like they need part of your physique, but not all of your physique. Maybe they just want a shot where you're in a tank top or something like that. Um, and given your age, well, the modeling maybe in some cases that's to your favor because they want somebody in a particular age group. Like if they're, if whatever your 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 image is associated with is meant for people in that age category, they're not going to pick a twenty year old. Like they're gonna. So it's yeah. I mean, you could pursue it. You could look into it. He can at least give you the right the right ideas of like who to talk to to see if it's something that's even worth doing. Um, but yeah, I, I can't comment on it because I would. I don't know. I don't know exactly what, where they're like what they do and don't want. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, uh, I mean, I was, it's not something I feel like I'm necessarily ready for, but it, it's one of my, you know, this contest has also brought a lot of other things to the surface for me in regard to, um, I'm a musician by trade, but I've been looking for something to supplement that. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's brought about a, a big interest in diet and fitness, um, personal training type type thing, um, and then possibly you know even even pursuing you know something like what we were just discussing. So that's been another great uh, aspect of this is that I feel like it's just even from a perspective personally, it's created some desire to continue not only being healthy and and exercising and all the benefits and looking good, but actually you know maybe doing something with that mm-hmm. well yeah i mean once you've made a change you can you can definitely do something with it because so few people do make a change so kind of gives you yeah. like, it kind of gives you like a i don't want to say a status but like you know if you've come from as far as you've come and you know a lot since other people haven't there's a reason why people would listen to you or look to you for advice um, versus someone who's opinionated but has never done anything about it so so, right. Yeah, it, that door definitely opens the minute you do a transformation. For everybody listening, yeah, the minute you transform and you've got proof you can, people will listen. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a confidence builder. It's uh, you know I've had people come up to me in the gym, you know, women and men alike, even guys that I think are in better shape than me, you know, making comments. Oh, are you a you know physical fitness doctor, or are you this or that because you look like one and. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and initially, I would kind of like blow them off, and then I was like, "Wow, you know, this is really how other people see me." Even though initially, maybe I wasn't seeing myself like that, and yeah, it kind of turned that on, you know. And I was like, "Wow!" And people are asking me for advice: "How'd you get so vascular? How'd you do this? How'd you do that?" You know. And like you said, it's it, very interesting. And like you said, it doesn't even matter the condition of the person saying it to you. Like if you view them as being in better condition than you, it's not that maybe you're not all the way to their level it's the fact that you've changed it's the change yeah. that everyone notices like if some guy's yeah. been in the gym for 10 years and he's just the most ripped guy in the gym all 10 years no one ever saw him change and but if you change over however many years or months even if you don't get as ripped as him the fact that you made a, a visible change that's the impressive thing right because mm-hmm. most people in the gym look the same they look the same every day every month every year they, there is no change going on so and right. that's what everyone there's trying to do so as soon as they see someone actually do it, they're just like, well, that guy over there, he's getting leaner. I noticed that, right? So, And everyone notices. Everybody notices the few people in the gym that are changing, as ironic as that is, um, because that's what everyone's trying to do, and it still sticks out like a sore thumb, even in a gym when someone does it. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it, unless you got something else. Uh, no, I think that's it. It's, it's it's been great. All right. Well, congratulations on your placing. So, for Mark Kaiser, I'm John Barbin, and that's your Adonis Index podcast. <laughs>